wristband bleeds. Warping, step about to tie it. No good! The Bulls, for the first time in 25 years, have begun the season 4-0. They have their first four-game win streak in four years since December of 2017. DeMar DeRozan back in Toronto for the first time in nearly two years with a performance, and Zach Levine for the first time in his NBA career has won four straight regular season games. Bulls Nation, I might have been five years. Oh my goodness. showing love to the TV crew for the Raptors. Look at Boots. I give Boots credit. He's out there dancing, but he contested that shot and made Man Fleet take a tough shot. Bulls Nation, I might have been five years. Oh my goodness. showing love to the TV crew for the Raptors. Look at Boots. I give Boots credit. He's out there dancing, but he contested that shot and made Man Fleet take a tough shot. I tell you, Bulls Nation, tough win here in Toronto. Welcome to Talking Bulls. I'm your host, Kenyatta Wright, and this is my co-host, Greg Love. What's going on? Tonight, Greg, we gutted one out. The Bulls won by three points. We survived the scare as we maintain our position as the best team in the NBA, 4-0. When we come back, we're going to dive right in this game, me and Greg, right after this. Are you looking for the most up-to-date news on your Chicago Bulls? Get your fix right here on the home where the truth is told. Unfiltered and unbiased, the Talking Bulls podcast. Joining on the Talking Bulls experience. Leave us an email with your name, your phone number, and we might have you on the show. You're invited to come on the show of Talking Bulls and give your opinion. Send us your emails at talkingbulls82 at gmail.com. We'll be sure to have you on. time in 25 years have begun the season 4-0. They have their first four-game win streak in four years since December of 2017. DeMar DeRozan back in Toronto for the first time in nearly two years with a performance and Zach Levine for the first time in his NBA career has won four straight regular season games. Bulls Nation, I, I might have been five years. Oh my goodness. Mar showing love to the TV crew for the Raptors. Look at Boots. Boots. I give Boots credit. He's out there dancing, but he contested that shot and made Man Fleet take a tough shot. I tell you, Bulls Nation, tough win here in Toronto. So Greg, I'm going to let you take the floor. Just go into this game, man. What did what did you think about this game? The Bulls fought and fought and fought, uh, grabbed the 20-point lead at one point, was up by 10 at the half, and um, played pretty good defense on Toronto. Caruso, um, Lonzo Ball getting a couple of deflections in there. Toronto out-rebounding us as many as, as 48 to 27. Um, what was in that, in that third quarter? Um, basically out hustling the Bulls, and the Bulls still managed to win this game and still maintain a lead to a certain degree. But at the end, um, basically collapsing. What do you think about the end of this game? Yeah, I thought this was a real gutsy win for them. Glad that they pulled it out. These were the types of games that in the past they would lose. So Uh I'm glad they were able to pull that out. You know, like you said, they got – out rebounded by about twenty, you know that that trend can't continue. Something's got to change there. Um, but at the same time, there's positives to take away from this. I think this is a good confidence booster as well. A little bit of a step up in competition, uh, creating a lot of turnovers. They created twenty one turnovers uh, this game. So defense looking real good. Uh, 
and on a on a night where Zach didn't have his best night either. So DeRozan really stepped up. I mean, Zach came through late, hitting some clutch shots, clutch free throws. DeRozan stepped up too, doing the same thing. Um, but forty-eight to twenty-eight rebounds, man. Yeah, yeah. That like I said, some, something's got to change there, and. You know, even even with that, you know, if you're getting up 20 on somebody, right, like if we're talking about these top teams, these teams that we're talking about, you know, that are championship contenders, you can't let them back into the game like that. Like, okay. I know you got got the three-point win, but at the same time, like, you got, you got somebody down, you want to keep them down, man. You got to put your foot on their throat and just, you know, keep going at them. And, you know, the Bulls have – had a bad habit of just kind of letting their foot off the gas. Like it hasn't come to bite them yet, but you know, I'm hoping that they, they look at this and look at this scare and like, okay, like we got to make sure that we keep it on them next time. And, you know, it's, you know, just a couple, a couple bad plays here and there. And then Toronto's right back in the game. So, you know, we got to kind of clean that up a little bit, but overall like good win. Well, you know, I was looking at Vooch, man, and I'm just like, uh, I'm not going to lie, man. I'm disgusted by Vooch, man. Um, I just think he doesn't look like an all-star. He looks like a a guy that he missed a lot of layups in this game, man. I I can't even count how many layups he's missed. And he's getting good moves. He's 17 points and eight rebounds. This is one of the first games that I've seen that he didn't even get double-digit rebounds. Um, He had two assists. Still a decent game. Eight for 15 from the field. But man, those turnovers at the end, man. And um you had a couple plays where he was on Van Vliet, and I felt like uh Toronto was good at get putting him in mismatches and getting him to guard. And as I said at the beginning of the season, he just said this in preseason. Um, we need another defensive not only a defensive big, but we need a big that can guard the perimeter, man. Um, that won't put us in those situations. But I felt good coaching job by Nick Nurse to put Vooch in certain situations where he had to think, force the ball out of certain Bulls um, players' hands and get it into Vooch's hands. And good coaching on Billy Donovan's part down the stretch to get the ball into Rose's hands. And I felt like pound for pound during that fourth quarter down the stretch, the ball kept going to the Rose and he was not going to let us lose this game. Bam, bam, boom, boom, fade away, turn around, fade away. Bam, bam, boom, at the top of the key, fade away again. Bam, bam, boom, in for the layup. He was just strategic in his attack, and you knew he was going to come in this game trying to prove something to his old team. Yeah, yeah, I like, I like, I like aggressive trip on the shoulder, DeRozan. Mm. Yeah, like, I wish they played Toronto all the time. <laughs> I like that, you know. But right. um, you know, looking at Vooch, I, I, I feel like this game is probably more of an outlier. I think he, I don't think he's going to blow that many layups consistently. At the same time, he's got to be better, right? Like he definitely got to be better, man. You know, he he was an all-star down there in Orlando. You could you can make the argument big fish small pond maybe, mm-hmm. but you know, at the same time like the man is skilled. He had, you know, he he's got he's got the moves. He can get to the bucket he he's got a nice shot so he he can do some things he just you know he just got to be better I'll, I'll just take it as all right he had a he had an off game it happens to everybody you just got to get back in the gym get back at it um but at the same time you know like i said before like we needed we need to do something about just getting out rebounded like that man yeah. like that that's something that can't continue i know we talked Last, you know, last time we spoke on the podcast about, you know, potentially getting a big, you know, a rim protector big or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, like, if it's the case where we got to, you know, do something with this lineup because, you know, while it's working, like, that's a big flaw, like, mm-hmm. getting out rebounded, like, not, you know, not just, okay, like, a few here and there, like, 20. Yeah. Like that's not that's not gonna cut it, man. You gotta do something. I mean, but I'm not gonna kill the Bulls too much because this is a team that led the league and not led the league. But I keep saying led the league, but they're third in the league in rebounding at 54 rebounds per game. So we're not the only team that they're out rebounding. But I'm not gonna fault the Bulls. Only way, only thing I fault the Bulls for is the turnovers. I felt like the turnovers they should have maintained their poise. 
um, they was turning over the ball way too much in this game. Um, and it's just a learning phase. And um, to be at the top of the NBA, when I feel like we haven't played our best basketball yet, yeah. um, it, it, it speaks volumes. But here comes the tough teams. I've seen a game. We have the Lakers in November. I believe it's on November 5th in L.A. Mm-hmm. And there's some other tough games. I heard we got the Knicks coming up um, on Tuesday. Yeah, next game. Yep. Um. Not uh, what is this this week? Not Tuesday. It's this week, right? Or it's tomorrow? I know it's coming. I know it's the next game. Yeah, yeah, we play against the Knicks, and you know that's going to be a tough out. You know, Tom Thibodeau yeah. always got his guys ready to play. They're going to be defending us all in our grill. And if we thought we seen defense tonight, we really going to see it. Only thing about the Knicks that I'm not afraid of is that, or wasn't afraid of, because I've seen that game they played against the Celtics the other night where Fournier was going off. The Knicks are much improved offensively, but it's still still a guessing game with Tom Thibodeau and his offensive plays. Can he break down offensive plays? Can he execute offensive plays? Do he have an offensive playbook where he's creative with offense? He's never been that guy. Yeah. 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 You know, the the way I look at the Knicks, if I'm being honest, like you said, they're improved, but I don't know, man. They they're not they're not scary. Right? Yeah. Like it's not you know, it's not like we're playing New York, it's like you have a Kevin Durant or something like that where you know, right, like mm-hmm. one guy is just from the go bananas, right? Like right. that's not that's not the case. Like, okay, like you said, Evan, Evan Fournier had a really good game, right? But mm-hmm. also Evan Fournier is not really a name that you are intimidated by. No, you know, no shade of Evan Fournier. But I mean that's that's the truth. Like it's not you know, he's not like like a, a James Harden or looking at like LeBron or Anthony Davis or somebody like that where it's like, OK, we need the game plan to stop this guy. He's he's not that dude. So nice. I do think the Knicks will be a, a really good test to kind of see, you know, where where we're at. Like, like I said, overall, I think we're better than the Knicks anyway. But at the same time, like, I think this is a good a good test against a, a playoff team, too, from last season to kind of see. All right. Like. Where where are we at? You know, offensively, defensively, uh, you know, offensively. If there are any flaws, I'm sure the Knicks are going to expose those flaws. All right. Well, so. looking at Toronto, yeah, I'm not. I mean, to cut you, but looking at Toronto, man, um, a lot of people are down on them, saying that they lost a lot from their championship season since they lost Kyle Lowry and uh, Ka- Kawhi Leonard. But you know, you think about Precious Achiwa, you think about Pascal Siakam. Um, OG Ananobi, Scott Barnes, they have a nice young nucleus. And then you have a, a young coach and Nick Nurse that has won a championship. Um, even if you credit most of that for Kawhi Leonard, he still was there and coached that team to a title. So he's still a championship coach in my book. They're not that far off, man. And in the way to defend, they still have a strong base of how they like to play. They move the ball really well. They rebound. They're, they're great energy guys, and they really play off of each other really good. This was a good team win for the Bulls to go up against another team that executes as a team. Um, man, I'm going to just tell you this. I don't care if it's the Toronto Raptors. It feels good to be 4-0. It does. <laughs> yeah, man. I, like I said, I'm, I, can't, I can't discount the win. The, a win's a win. You went out there also, like I've been saying, you beat the team you're supposed to beat. Now, like you said, Toronto's got a good young core. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, too, kind of like the way we look at Detroit in a sense, it's mm-hmm. like, they, you know, they got some good young pieces, but they don't necessarily have the experience. So they, Because, frankly, they're not ready yet. Well, let's right? talk like, about that game against Detroit because we didn't get a chance to talk about that. The last time we had our podcast, it was the, the first the game first of the game. season yeah. against Detroit, and that was a nail-biter. But the Bulls just vacuumed Detroit the other night in Chicago, man. I, it feels like when – the Bulls are winning by 18 and a half points in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they like their home cooking. Now that that's what I was expecting when they were playing Detroit, like yeah. that just the point where it's like, okay, they were never not in control of the game, regardless of what the score was. Well, hold on, but you're right about that. I'm glad you say that because the, the game it started was not an old Detroit. They came out firing and really was amped up. But the Bulls just maintained these and just grinded them down, and just they just couldn't withstand the uh, the deflections and the defense. This team is playing really good defense, and I'm gonna tell you what: 
everybody looks at the scorers that we have. I don't think that's going to be the thing that's going to take the Bulls to the next level. It's going to be their defense. The way they defend like a pack of wolves, man. And they're going to have to do that because individually, we have guys like Vooch that's not strong defensively. Man-to-man, mano-a-mano. But as a unit, as a group, and you throw Caruso out there, Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, um, DeRozan, and Vooch, you have four premier defenders right there. Zach is an improved defender this year. So you basically have four defenders in that lineup that if they defend like a pack of wolves, I don't care if you're a bigger team than us, the, the numbers game is going to win. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Everybody's flying around around there, mm-hmm. getting deflections, you know, doing all that stuff. Um, I will I will say this. I know we, we got a touched on, you know, AK last week, and you you kind of said you didn't want to turn into Denver East, right? Mm-hmm. And I, as I look up and I look at the roster and look at the coach and look at the players and everything, I just I kind of wonder, like, okay, what is their identity going to be? Like, are we talking? You know, are they going to be this just defensive team? Are we talking small ball? Like, what? Like, what are the Bulls going to be like? And it's not you know knocking the player or anything. This is just out of mere curiosity you know i uh having a conversation with my guy christmas shout out to christmas who you know kind of brought up that point like you know i'm look at different different teams around the league and it's like you know like golden state or the lakers or brooklyn like we kind of know like all right what it is we're getting from with the bulls and i understand this is the new team that they're putting together and they're still kind of figuring it out a little bit like we know that defense is going to be there they've shown that but you know, like what, like what is what is going to be our identity? Well, I'm gonna tell you something. I was switching back and forth from the for, with the Celtics and the Hornets because if anybody didn't know, any Bulls fan didn't know, they probably do know if they're up on this team and excited like I am. The Hornets were, were tied with the Bulls for best in the Eastern Conference, so I wanted them to lose and I wanted us to win so we could be the sole survivor at the top of the East. Um, shout out to Mikael Bridges for being a player of the week. He's been playing amazing. But, yeah, um, I was switching back and forth. Um, and, man, that game was 122 to 122. So you still have teams that are not defending like the Bulls are. The Bulls are one of the only teams committed to defense in the league. Teams still trying to play that Golden State style. And, good, they can have it. The Bulls style is defense smash mouth. And I'm loving it because they're at the top of the East for a reason. People saying they didn't play anybody good yet. Whatever, man. But nobody's doing what they're doing. Nobody's committing to defense. Nobody's committing to each other and willing to sacrifice their numbers. Shout out to the Lakers that's fighting and arguing over minutes and arguing over shots and arguing over plays right now. The Lakers are not getting along. All of these teams that everybody thought would, would be light years ahead of the Bulls, I know it's only four games, but the Nets, Kyrie Irving, what's going to happen with him in that COVID shot? Um, the Nets are not looking too good. They just dropped a couple games, lost to the to the Hornets the other night. So listen, man, when the smoke is clear, man, if everything is not corrected with each and every one of these favorites, man, the Bulls are gonna be right there. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't doubt that at all. Um I like I said, I just I'm just kind of wondering, like, is like like you said, is is it gonna be defense? Like, is that gonna be yes. our thing? Because I mean that's I, I guess too. Look, look, well, let me win. tell you this: when you added Caruso and you added DeRozan to this team, the writing was on the wall. When you added veterans like that, and that's what I was used to always say: we used to get beat and we didn't defend. I said, man, we need veteran guys in that locker room that could teach these guys really how you play ball. And I'm gonna tell you what: if we left the ball in Zach and Vooch's hands at the end of this game, we would have lost this game. But putting Caruso in the game, Caruso had a couple key steals at the end. Then we got the ball back up the floor, got it in DeRozan's hands, let him isolate, let him do his thing. The veterans really closed this game out, Greg. Yeah, yeah, they they definitely did. Um, Definitely, definitely glad that they were there to do that. Um, But, you know, like – like you said, they they are improved on defense. Not that they were even, you know, scrubs last year on defense. They were still mm-hmm. top half of the league. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, almost top third about somewhere around there. So they were still pretty decent on defense. Um, 
I just, you know, I'm looking at it, right, like, thinking – well, when I'm thinking defense, like, I'm thinking the Knicks, right, and Tibbs and how yeah. that's their thing, right? Like, and if I look at the Bulls and look at the Knicks, I'm like, okay, if defense is going to be our thing, we should also be way better way better offensively than, you know, if we're, if we're being compared to the Knicks. Because we're just well, well, more, I, I feel like we're more talented. Like yeah, but naturally we're gonna we're gonna be able to score. Naturally, the Bulls are gonna be able to score. I don't think they had a good offensive game tonight, and they had 111 points. Um, from from the field, the the Bulls shot 48 percent from the field. Looked like they seemed like they shot worse. They had 12 turnovers. Um, from the free throw line, they were 95 percent. I contribute most of that to the Rosen because that guy knows how to get to the line. 44% from three. Toronto was 40% from three. Seemed like Toronto shot a lot, a lot better. Um, I, I think the scoring is gonna be there. I think the Bulls staple has to be defense. I think they really have to focus on a defensive end and make teams uncomfortable, force them into uncomfortable situations. But when we come back, we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna go into DeMar DeRozan um and his history of playing in Toronto and his emotions of going back right after this. How you doing out there, Talking Bulls fans and listeners? We're now on YouTube. Find us on YouTube, the Talking Bulls Podcast. Join us on YouTube. It's the Rosen. Ready to go for this stretch run in this contest. been back it's definitely been emotional um I mean it's, it's you know that's why I grew up you know I'm not just basketball just as a man I was 19 years old um, um moving to a country that I've never been to um and they embraced me took me in um like I was on their own um to see the whole city grow organization grow me being a, a, a big part of that you know you definitely have an emotional connection um, to that organization and to that city. So for me, it's always bittersweet going back, um, seeing people I grew up knowing um, that worked that worked there. Just um, everything about it, you know, it's, 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 it's you know, it's really my second home. All right, so we're back on talking bulls, and before we went to break, we was talking about uh, going into Demar Derozan. It was an emotional night for him. He said, he stated in an interview, he stated that, you know, going back to Toronto, he's seen a lot of people that he knew in Toronto. And um, I knew when this game was on the schedule, this guy was not going really past the ball in this game. He wasn't going to try to be an assist expert. He's really, really sensitive about the trade, Toronto trading him away and then winning the championship without him. And he spoke about that, you know, to Stacey King and, and um, some of the Chicago broadcasters, as they were saying that during the game, that he wanted to be a part of this. He wanted to be a part of Toronto winning the championship. And then he comes here and he, he goes to San Antonio, where I felt like he kind of like was forgotten about because Toronto San Antonio didn't have any good seasons. They were a losing squad. So it was no reason to talk about DeMar DeRozan. So then you go into the trade deadline. And everybody is down on DeMar DeRozan, you know, as, you know, a piece that it wouldn't be a good piece to, for the Bulls to pick up. And then when we picked them up, it was like they was really down on that move and saying it's one of the most overrated moves and really tearing DeMar DeRozan apart, like making it like we didn't get a good piece. But I knew his game. I watched him in San Antonio. I watched highlights and I knew that Zach needed a player like him because he couldn't carry the load by himself. And I knew this guy was a marksman. As far as scoring, I knew that teams couldn't stop him and he can isolate. And when you got two players like that, Zach wasn't getting it going. So we put Billy Donovan, put him on the bench in that fourth quarter and had um, DeMar DeRozan for the most part doing his thing. And then he put Zach in a little bit later. 
But what do you think about him coming back to Toronto? What do you think about his 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 time in Toronto? And what do you think about you know, his career moving forward, Greg? Well, if I'm being honest, I thought it was kind of messed up the way the whole thing went down. You know, the way he explained it, that he talked to the GM. The GM said, no, nah, we're not going to trade you. Then it turns around and he gets traded and, like, mm-hmm. You know, didn't even you know he he said he was in like a, a line at a fast food restaurant. Like mm-hmm. it was it was just a messed up situation. Um, right. But I think you know, like you said, he, he gets shipped to San Antonio. They immediately win the championship. But I think that kind of devalued him in a sense around the league or the way he looked in the league. Right? Like, look, we can do it without Demar Derozan. He's gone, and we won it. He was the problem. Right, and it wasn't. It wasn't merely just a kind of. It okay, so it was kind of a straight up trade, like we're talking about DeRozan for Kawhi. Like those were the big names on the move, Mm -hmm. but also there was also other moving pieces throughout that, like throughout Toronto's playoff run, like the Clay Thompson injury, things like that, Kevin Durant's injury, right? Like so that also played into them winning the championship. Mm -hmm. So. If those things are taken away, does Golden State win the championship? Then does that cancel out the trade? And, you know, how does DeRosa look? Like, yeah, like you said, he ends up in San Antonio and kind of is off the radar. Right? He comes to Chicago, and I think the biggest thing that, you know, I think a lot of people were saying was, was he worth the money, right? Like that, mm-hmm. I think that was the biggest issue that everybody had, but I think mostly because nobody had seen him right. pretty much for, you know, a couple of years, right? Like he was in San Antonio mm-hmm. and they weren't, you know, I think they may, may have made the playoffs once. I don't even remember, but. No, nah, they didn't it, get in the playoffs when he was on the Spurs. I don't believe they did. Okay, if they so, did, they probably had a series against Denver. I think they had a series against Denver one year. Yeah, I, I'm could, not mistaken. I think, yeah, they had one series against Denver, so you might be right they did make it. But for the most part, they didn't go a lot. But enough yeah. for us to say, oh, they was definitive, you know, playoff team. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you, you could try to put that on DeRozan, which, again, I wouldn't put that on him because San Antonio wasn't – for one, it wasn't a team that was built – for him or around him, right. they they went kind of young. It actually, it kind of seemed like they didn't have much of a direction, mm-hmm. to be honest. So again, I don't put that on him, but I think you know, coming to Chicago, he really has a, a chance to show his value and his worth and kind of right. prove everybody wrong. Like for one, yes, I'm worth the money, and yes, I'm still you know a talented player. So you know, I. I I'll be honest. I, I was one of those people who questioned the move at first because I didn't, I didn't quite see the fit with him and Zach at first. Right. Um, I didn't see how it was going to work, just kind of based on how I know that both of them being ball more, dominant. Well, not not even necessarily being ball dominant, just the area on the floor that they were working. You right. know, DeRozan being kind of a mid range type of player, less of a three three point shooter, and then. Uh-huh. You know, with Vooch kind of having his area, like if we're talking about the paint, and then you know it's like, okay, how much how much room is that going to have to operate, and things like that. So I was kind of curious about how it works, but you know, right now, you know, I think mean, again being four and zero helps too. Right now, it looks like it works. My, I guess my only thing that I kind of that causes me pause is where him and Zach kind of get into the ISO ball mentality. Like, yes, they're good at it. Yes, they can do it. That's not the issue. Like, sometimes I just well, feel like it's it's better to kind of go with the team concept, run with the team plays that kind of got you to that point in the first place instead of going ISO ball. Well, DeMar DeRozan is an underrated passer. He has six assists tonight, 26 points, four rebounds along with that. But he has six assists tonight. And I'm going to tap into Michael Jordan real quick. Um, not calling DeMar Michael Jordan, but he kind of reminds me of Jordan because he's not a three-point shooter. But as you've seen tonight, he can hit them when he needs to. And that's just how Michael Jordan was. He wasn't a three-point shooter. 
But if you needed a three-point shot, he can get it. And shout out to Zach tonight, passing Michael Jordan for on the three-point list for fourth or for five five hundred fifty-five three-pointers by Michael Jordan. He was passed by Zach Levine tonight, who hit five hundred fifty-six. Believe he hit a couple more after that, so he probably put him at five fifty-eight. But he passes the great Michael Jordan at three-pointers. But yeah, you know what I'm saying, um, Greg, is that um, Demar Derozan is just a—he's a, a utility um, belt. He he can yeah. do he can do it all. He can give you everything. He's not a, a Steph Curry, but he can hit some threes. You know, yeah. if need be. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah I'm he, not I'm not expecting him to go out there and you know hit 15 right. threes in a quarter, right? Like that's not his game. Right, but the, not, hold on. What I was trying to say is that um, I think the reason why you wouldn't have the situation of because somebody else told me this as well that they don't think it would work because they're both ball dominant. But the difference between the two is that. Lamar is a veteran, so he's always going to make the best play for the team. He's not going to take from the team. He's going to listen to the coach. Zach is still pretty much trying to find himself and, and pretty much forces the issue sometime on offense, and he did it tonight where he got himself in trouble down low, and then he threw out a couple um, erratic passes and got it stolen and turned the ball over. But um, I never thought that would be a situation where he would mess up the team chemistry with his possessions. I felt the opposite. I felt like he wouldn't have to do as much. I felt like this was the best team that he's ever played with, too. They say, Zach, this is the best team Zach ever had. This is the best team DeRozan ever had. Yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't so much – like I said, he's a vet. I wasn't worried about the chemistry. I wasn't worried about any of that. Mm-hmm. I was just worried. I was. I guess I was more worried about just – the floor, the floor spacing, and how that will work. But I guess that's not necessarily on DeRozan. That would be more on Billy Donovan to make that work. Right. So that w- that was kind of you know what what I was kind of thinking with that. Um, I mean, with with the Michael Jordan comparison, I mean, I I, I get where you're coming from, but the mid range, they both have that mid range, and that fadeaway yeah. down pat. Yeah, but that was a completely different era too where the bulls yeah. are winning games 79 to you know 64 right where no you know nobody was really really taking threes is you know the game has changed to where like a lot of teams are dependent upon threes well like i said that or, or demar doesn't need to be going out there chucking up 15 threes a game like i'm cool with him taking three like that's fine. Like that's not his game. Like he knows his game. Like you said, he I'm knows a... his game. He knows where his his bread is buttered. Like and that's fine. I'm gonna tell I you just... what. Them fadeaways that he had tonight look Jordan esque. I'm gonna tell you that. And I mean, he was he was hitting a lot of them too. It wasn't like he was just hitting a couple. He was coming down. Give me get out the way. Give me my give me the ball. Isolating this. Boom boom. Turn around. Boom. Like all net. I'm like yo. All right. Give him the ball, yo. He in a zone, let him get it. Yeah, like, and I, I guess too, like, like, like you said, like we're talking with Zach and we're talking with DeRozan and we're talking about the ISO ball, right? Like, if you in the zone, go for it, feed that man, like you know, let let him yeah. eat, right? He was but in like, a zone tonight, man. I'm telling yeah, you. But like, like you know, if if we're getting to a point where it feels like you're pressing. And you're trying, let's say you're trying to stop a run or you're trying to, you know, get a couple buckets or whatever, right? Like at that point, like I would prefer, like, okay, we, you know, we run some set plays or do something like that right. rather so much of playing that ISO ball. Like I said, tonight it worked out perfectly. Like me personally, I would have given him the ball regardless because I knew he had that chip on his shoulder. <laughs> like I knew he was coming for Toronto's head. I, I knew he know. was, man. I, I knew, I knew he wasn't like, passing you know, the ball. Give, give him the ball and get out of the way. Like right. that's. That that's how I I was feeling tonight, but you know, like you know, in the future, right? Like I'm I'm kind of hoping, like right. I said, if you if you if you in the zone, feed him. But if it's not a case where you're in the zone, like don't. I, I guess I'm not trying to knock James Harden, but like that dribble, dribble, dribble type of ball where you're running the clock down, like that that irks the hell out of me. Like yeah, just, but like, well, move but, the ball, but, like, but no, set no. up. Nobody else had nothing going, though, Greg. So I kind of felt like, yeah, I want the ball in his hands because he's a vet. And if we're going to turn this ball over, I'd rather one of the veterans do it because the Bulls were making some stupid turnovers. And on Talking Bulls, we never leave nothing unnoticed. So Troy Brown Jr., shout out to him, 17 minutes, 11 points, two rebounds tonight. He he had some clutch baskets, too, five for nine from the field. 
Shout out to Troy Brown Jr. Yeah, man, he he showed up, man. I, I I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't expecting that from him. Not that he's not capable of it. I just wasn't I wasn't expecting to get, you know, the eleven points from him. Right. I was kind of hoping to get some of those points from Patrick Williams, but I mean, again, he's only taking three shots, which I kind of get it if, you know, Levine's taking 16, Lonzo's taking 11, Vooch is taking 15, DeRozan's taking 19, right? Like, there's only so much ball to go around. Um, I'm I'm kind of hoping as the season progresses, you kind of see Patrick Williams a little bit more involved in trying to get his offensive game going a little bit or trying to progress there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, you know, Troy Brown Jr. came, you know, came out did his thing, you know. And how about the cow of the day, Javante Green, with only two points, three rebounds a night? Ouch! He didn't do anything tonight, and that's usually our energy guy, man. But yeah, he's the cow of the night. Um, instead of the bull, he's the cow tonight. Two two points, man. Wow. Yeah, man. I, I yeah, mean, you can have him night. You can have them nights, man. He been well, he been balling yeah. all the way since the preseason, so he could, he's allowed to have a bad game. But then only two points. I didn't expect that from him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess to, I, I guess it's more acceptable for him to have these types of games. Not often. Like, I don't want this every game from him. But like, it's okay. Like, we also know the offense isn't running through him, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so I, I'm okay with that. Like, as long as he's kind of doing the other stuff too, mm-hmm. right? Like, if it's not, you know, maybe if he's not necessarily getting the rebound, maybe he's tipping it out, you know. Right. Or maybe he's doing something like that. Maybe he's taking a charge, or you know, change, you know, changing a shot, altering something, you know, smart double team, something like that. Maybe he's not getting the steal, but he's contributing. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, giving you giving you that energy, hustling, doing whatever. So I, I I'm okay with that because it's kind of like you know when we talk about Caruso, mm-hmm. you know, like some of that stuff that doesn't show up in the box score. Like I, I'm okay mm-hmm. as long as he's kind of doing that and contributing in that way. Well, I got some numbers that I pulled out, man. And the Bulls been balling lately, man. Um, they got some stats here that I looked up, man, as we were about to do this podcast. And, man, uh, I think they lead the league in, in uh, that's the number two in the league in opponents' points per game. How about that? I mean, that's that, – that's... That's pretty good. I, I hope it's something that continues. But I mean, they they look they've looked good on defense. So I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be a pessimist and be like, oh, they only they played Detroit play, twice and played New Orleans. Like, no, nah, like I feel like even if they're going out there playing an upper echelon team, like if you they they look solid on defense. They they look pretty disciplined doing things so yeah that, uh, that, uh, that carry over regardless of who you play second second in the league at opponents points per game chicago bulls 94 they're holding teams to 94 uh, points per game assist per game at 13th in the league at 24 assists per game rebounding the 18th in the league at 45 a game points per game that 20th in the league at 106 i thought they would have been better than that but yeah, that's the Chicago Bulls, man. Um, these numbers are pretty good, man. Especially the opponents' points per game. I didn't expect them to be uh, second in the league. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that is that is a little surprising, but mm-hmm. compared I mean, to where we were last year, where we was tenth, right? I think it was like twelfth. Wow. But I mean, like you know that that's a huge leap too. Yeah. So it um, is a huge leap. Yeah. So I mean, like I said, ho- hopefully this continues. I'm. I'm loving the turnovers, man. Like they, they are getting after it. Like they, they really are, man. And and on top of that, they're taking care of the ball too. Like I know they had what eleven turnovers Besides tonight. <laughs> yeah, 11, 11, 12 turnovers. Uh-huh. But I mean, if we're looking at it, like Toronto had twenty one, right? Uh-huh. Like it's still, you know, there's still a 10, 10, you know, ten turnover margin that we're talking about here. Right. So, I mean, they're they're taking care of the ball for the most part, like. You know, mm-hmm. would I prefer them to have, you know, single digit turnovers? Of course. But, you know, it's it's not like we're up there in their twenties either. So right. um, you know, causing you know, getting the deflection, causing turnovers. You know, tonight 
kind of hoping they could have scored a little bit more off turnovers. I know Toronto outscored them in points off turnovers. Um, but um, yeah, man, they that defensive intensity, keep it up. Okay, so let's go into the bull schedule. We were talking about them playing the Knicks on October 28th. Uh, they're going to be going up against the New York Knicks. The Knicks are at Bulls, so it's, it's a home game for us. Yep. And then we have the Jazz coming in on October 30th. Yep. And then we have uh, the Boston, Boston Celtics on November Monday. 1st. Yep. Yep. And then and Philly back-to-back the 3rd and 6th. They always do that for us, give us Philly back-to-back. I don't know why they do that. Well, I, I, I guess because it's – well, they got Boston and then they're – Traveling to right. Philly, so I get that. I don't know why. And then they got a three-game home stretch. So, man, I would love to say the Bulls are going to win all of those games and be ten and zero, but I, that'd be unrealistic. I'm gonna be honest with you. Damn. I got the Bulls losing. I got the Bulls losing the Jazz game. Believe it or not, the Jazz are pretty good. Weren't they number one seed last year? Yeah, in the West, like they 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 kind of a slept on team. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Philly games are going to be tough, but I think we can squeak those out. Brooklyn is still trying to figure things out. The New York game and the Jazz game can be can be losses. I'm gonna be if I'm being honest. The the Boston game might be pretty tough as well. If, if at I'm Boston, at it. yeah, at Boston and 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 Boston, yeah. They, they had a tough stretch on of that games on that parquet. They get they had a tough stretch of games coming up from the end of October all the way through like the end of November. You get like I said, like you say, you get New York, Utah, Boston, Philly, and home and away Brooklyn. Then you got Dallas, Golden State, the Lakers, and Clippers, Portland, Denver, and then you got New York again. Like that, that's a tough stretch. Tough schedule coming man. up. And a lot of these games are on the road. You're playing on the road at Denver, at Portland, at the Lakers, at the Clippers, at Golden State, at Boston, and at Philly. Like, those, those are going to be some tough games for them to win. Well, now, listen, with man, that being you said, got, you got to figure it out now. You yeah, know what I'm saying? See where you at right now so we can correct it. Put us up against the best. With, with that being said, I think, I think they could beat New York. I think they I think they'll probably lose to Utah. I think they could beat Boston in Boston cuz Boston, I don't know, like they could Boston can come out and just be dominant. Mm-hmm. And then Boston can come out and lay an egg. Mm-hmm. Like you just you just never really know with Boston. Well, I'm gonna tell you what, they're not getting no 122 or above against us. Well, no, nah, that's that no. Nah, that's not that's not happening. Yeah. Philly, like I could realistically see them splitting splitting these games with Philly. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn, uh, they can and, beat Brooklyn. They, and Chicago, they, they, yeah, they. It's an NBA could, TV game. They they could beat Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I guess my thing is, it honestly depends on Durant's mood because mm-hmm. if he is pissed off about something, it's gonna be a long night. I can say that. <laughs> da- Dallas, they could beat Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. Golden yeah. State, that. That's gonna be a tough game. Gonna be a tough one, man. And I'm gonna enjoy that one. Where is that at? That is in Golden That's State, huh? In Golden State. And then yeah. they got the Clippers. I think they could beat the Clippers. Then they got the yeah. Lakers. That the, the dysfunctional that, Lakers. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's going to be a toss-up because that's November 15th. Uh-huh. Will the Lakers, you know, have it together by then? I don't think they are. I don't, I don't know. I think it's, that's – I'm going to tell I'm going on record right now. That's a win for the Bulls, in my right, opinion. Then, then they got Portland. Mm-hmm. They could beat Portland. I mean, Portland did beat them last Where year. Where is it at? Off a buzzer beater. So, I mean – Where's that game at? In Portland. Uh, got, the Bulls kind of struggle in Portland. Uh, they they got five games on year. the road. They, they got just a five broke their streak last year against Portland, but they usually struggle over there. Yeah, they get they got this five game stretch where they're at Golden State, at the Clippers, at the Lakers, at Portland, at Denver. Yeah. Well, we're gonna wrap this thing up, man. We're gonna go to a break, and then when we come back, I'm gonna go into my final word, and then we're gonna close out the show right after this. What up, Bulls fans? I'm Greg Love, co-host of Talking Bulls. Follow us on Anchor, Spotify, YouTube. Like us, rate us, and review us. 
can also follow me on Twitter at glove89. Step into the Red Target, known as the Bullseye Facebook group, consisting of over 2,300 fans, loyal, passionate fans that really care about the Bulls. Watch us post the latest news, trades, and related Bulls content. Join us on the Bullseye Facebook group. Final word. historic night for the Chicago Bulls. 4-0. First time achieved since 96 and 97. The championship years. A time where we dominated. A time that we hope the Chicago Bulls will display and show that they're just as good as. The Bulls move forward now. As they stand atop the NBA standings, the best team in the NBA as of this time. Now, the real test begins as they go against the teams like the Knicks, the Lakers, the Jazz, the Celtics. This is where the real test begins. This is where the Bulls will have to really dig down deep and show what they're made of. And only, only then, Will they be truly championship worthy? If they can get through these teams that have proven themselves, the Bulls will enter that upper echelon of teams that have gained respect. And then they will have gained that same respect that has eluded them through the media, through the fans. The Bulls will have arrived in new territory. And with new territory comes newfound respect. All right, Greg, it's, we've reached the end of the show. Um, anything you want to tell our listeners? Uh, where can they follow you? Yeah, man, you could uh, follow me on Twitter at GregLove1989. Um, yeah, man, I, I'm I'm happy to be four and zero, man. I will take it, <laughs> especially especially after the beatdown the Bears got. Man, I will take any type of good. Oh yeah, I did get beat the bull, down. The man. Bulls are <laughs> bringing man. It's, I got beat it's, down. It's all, it's all we got right now. All we got is the Bulls, man. I got beat down royally by Tom Brady. I seen him the other day. I went to the Eagles and uh, Bucks game, and I seen Tom Brady. That guy's amazing, man. The way he throws the ball. It's, it's one thing to watch him on TV, but seeing him in person. He just throws the ball so effortlessly and accurately yeah. from any distance. And I'm like, man, this guy's amazing. And I yeah. definitely got my money's worth. I paid $500 for my ticket. I'm like, yeah, because this guy, he might retire this year. I might never get to see Tom Brady. Yeah. It yeah. was 500 well spent. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, he, I was, the Bulls finna get Chicago's just full support. Because, I mean, you know, this guy won the championship now. Now we looking at the Bulls like, you know, what, what's up, you know? <laughs> well, I will say this. The Bulls deserve to be at the top of the league. I mean, because we had some miserable years here in Chicago. Even when we had the best record in the league, we had some bad things happen to us. We lose Derrick Rose to an ACL injury. Even when we had our best years, we just couldn't catch a break. And the Bulls deserve to be where they are. And they deserve to be happy. They deserve to be at the top. And it, it should be our time, man. The Lakers had enough championships um, LeBron has had enough championships. Um, why can't a team like the Bulls get their title after the Bucks got theirs? After never winning a title, what in the last what for fifty years it was just the Bucks? Bucks got a title. 
So, so let's get the Bulls a title, man. They haven't got one since 98, and I was a teenager then. I'm a grown man now at 40 years old. I think it's time we get the Bulls another championship. Man. Yeah, man. I, I feel like they're definitely on the right path to do it. Um, and I think this this year is going to be a real, real good indicator of, you know, like, do they need something else, right? Like, I know we got to talk about making trades and things like that, but, like, who knows? Do do they need something else? Or can they just stay with the team they got and ride it out and see where that gets us, right? Like, I, I feel like, you know, after all these, like you said, all these tough years of guard packs and 500 ball and just making the playoffs just to kind of be there like you know I think as a city we just tired of that we want we want championships again like after we were spoiled you know I can't lie we were spoiled for a little while but you know after after that right like it's just like oh we made the playoffs like oh we're really good maybe we make it to the second round maybe not like not nah, like it's time to start thinking championships again and y'all love y'all sports in chicago and i'm gonna tell you this that's my home away from home man i consider chicago my home man i mean it started out with me just liking the bulls and going there to see them play but as i kept going there and visiting there and going to see the games i got to know the city got to know citizens and people of the city of chicago it's a great city. It's a sports city. People love their sports. They like to eat too there. Um, it's a place I love, man. I, I just I just consider Chicago my home away from home. But that's it, man. That's it for tonight, Chicago Bulls fans. Um, we keep on rolling 4-0. We got the Knicks on the 28th. I'm hoping that's another win as well. We got to just keep this thing rolling. And I'm glad you guys can join me and Greg tonight. And uh, let's keep this rolling. We'll see you on the next podcast. Hey, let's go Bulls. All right, Greg, that's fine. Hold on.